The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Learn the language of spirit. This is The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hello, everyone. I'm Laurel Worcester, and welcome to The Intuitive Life, where we walk together and support each other on the path to becoming more spiritually aware, enlightened, and inspired. Our topic today is the Red Tent Sisterhood, showing up for each other. And what does that mean? And we're going to talk more about that with my dear friend and colleague and my guest today, Chrissy Masterson. Chrissy Masterson is a psychic medium, a spiritual coach, a teacher, and a holy fire Reiki master. She specializes in messages of encouragement, love, and support from loved ones past, as well as delivering guidance and gentle nudges for what is to come along on life's path. She co-owns and practices at the Village, a metaphysical community in New Hampshire, where she offers private and group sessions, as well as teaching development classes. Chrissy Masterson is also the co-founder of the Red Tent Sisterhood, a no-cost monthly empowerment group for women of all ages to come together and receive support. And welcome to the program, Chrissy. Hello. Thank you for having me, Laura. I'm so glad we finally been able to make this work. <laughs> so, yes. So nice to have you on. And, and yes. I've been looking forward to, to, um, to having this conversation with you. And so you know, the, a very popular conversation or a very popular topic is women, women's empowerment. And uh, sometimes I, you know, I, I wonder if we struggle with what exactly is women's empowerment and, and what is it that we can do in order to bring our, you know, bring ourselves to that movement. Um, but before we get to that, I want to hear about how did you get started with the work that you're doing today? Oh, boys, do we have an hour? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we. Oh, good, we do. Um, well, let's see. Uh, I'm going to go back. You know, I remember uh, being three years old. Uh, I had a, a near-death experience. And from that point on, um, I was able to see spirit. I saw my grandmother um, and I also believed, you know, I had imaginary friends. I, I had, I believed all my stuffed animals could breathe. I was afraid of the dark. I wanted the light on, you know, just different things. But, um, so that kind of started my journey with spirit thinking that everybody could see them and it, you know, it wasn't just something unique to me. Um, and then as I grew and, you know, you go through your teenage years, you kind of put 
put it aside as best you can because you're busy, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and then I had uh, a set of twins. And when I was delivering my twins, I had another near death near death experience. And at that moment, everything changed, and I no longer could control it. Um, the spirit was everywhere. And I had to seek somebody to help me put some boundaries so that I could, you know, take care of my babies, take care of my family. Um, And so I I found some wonderful people to help me through that phase. And through that phase, I kind of found out that um, what I thought I had always been very, very, very smart, that I was just really psychic. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, my family kind of said, oh, well, if something's going on, you know, ask Chrissy, she'll know. And I just thought, oh, well, you know, I was gifted with this intelligence, but turns out it was just my guides communicating with me along the way. (laughs) Um, And so I thought, well, you know, I really needed to harness this. And, and I felt like it was because it had become so helpful in my life. And and then, you know, I just felt it was going to help so many other people. And, and I do believe it is of service. And once you open that door, um, you just start walking a different path. And, and it felt good. Um, challenging, but good. Yeah. <laughs> it felt, it felt uh, let's see, you know, you have to come out to your family. And all of a sudden, when they thought, you know, you just knew everything because you were so smart and found out you were really psychic. Well, maybe the phone calls changed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. So that's kind of the brief story. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then, you know, I, I started filling up my calendar with appointments and um, working with people that had lost children and family members and um, so, you know, once it, it started to take over and, and become a life of, take on a life of its own, I guess you could say, I decided to open up an office and, um, so that I wasn't restricted on when I could practice and, uh, followed my own schedule so that it fit into my daily life with my, with my family. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'd have to tell everybody who's listening, Chrissy does beautiful work and, She's so humble. You would never know if you just met her and you didn't know she was a medium, you wouldn't know. I mean, you just, you don't (laughs) put it out there like, Oh, I'm a medium. Look at me. You're not like that at all. You're so humble. And just, so you just, you're so of service, you know, you're just all about helping other people and empowering other people and lifting people up. And I love that. And I think that's just so needed in this world. And I'm just, um, I just wanted to tell you that because I just, it, it's so, um, it's so nice to see. I, I really appreciate those kind words. That is, that is, that oh, warms my heart. Thank you very much. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Um, so I wanted to just kind of go back a little bit. I often say people who are present for those who are coming into this world and those who are leaving, um, we get a chance to touch the other side. You know, I, there's just something about that process. And that's why I think sometimes mothers, we open up much more intuitively after we have children, because there's just something about that process of becoming a mom that um, I believe kind of opens up our our intuitive senses more, makes us more aware of them. How do you feel about that? Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I will tell you, I was really blessed with four children. So 
the door seemed to open quite a bit. However, I also have been blessed to, you know, see um, babies being born. And I'll never forget, I, I called a friend and I said, oh, the baby's coming. It was her sister-in-law's baby. And she said, yes. And I was able to watch this baby being born. And I thought, we don't celebrate it enough. Yeah. Because to come from that side to this side is is challenging for a spirit to come in and take a body, right? And and it is just the most beautiful experience. And in that process, that that portal, that vortex, that whatever you want to name it or call it, the connection to source is just tremendous. So for the mother to be involved in that. I, I just made a pledge at that moment that whenever my grandchildren were born, that I was going to be there holding space for them because my daughter, uh, and, and I would say I do have a daughter who has a baby and she opened up tremendously as well when her son was born. Beautiful. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? And it just, there is, I mean, when people talk about mother's intuition, but I think it's, yes, that's part of it, but it's so much more than that too. It's just uh, that connection to, uh, the spirit world is amazing. Um, and I do, I hear of so many people or mediums that they become, um, you know, they, they become uh, intuitive healers. And after, after they become a mother, not to take away from anybody who does, it was not a mom, you know, or, or right. who's, who, who's a male, but um, obviously we can all be healers. We can all be mediums, but it's just, um, there's just something about it that might be the catalyst to begin that journey for them. So. It absolutely. And, and there's a lot of faith in that moment. Yeah. Right. And, and there's a lot of faith in that moment and what, what that woman is going through at that moment. And, and she is just willing to give up everything to make that happen. And I think that kind of just bridges it right there. Exactly. So strong, so strong. Very much so. Yeah. And, um, and I know you do, and this is, we're definitely going to talk about this on another podcast as well, but your work with children, uh, intuitive children, intuitive young people, you do a lot of that as well. Um, and I've, I've seen that in action and that's, that's amazing that the support that you give to people, to young people yes. who are um, trying to be, are trying to uncover it. Well, they already have their gifts, but embracing them in a very uh, confident way. And, confident and and in positive and, and yes. Yeah. And I, I do believe in that because as you and I probably know that we hear so many stories of, you know, uh, people going through life thinking that they're alone in this. And if I can help one little kiddo, even if they don't want to do anything with it, sometimes they just need to know, Oh, somebody's watching over me. Oh, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with me. Sometimes yeah. that's all it takes. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's all it takes is someone affirming that for them. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, and, and having them being seen, um, yes, and validated for what they're experiencing from the energetic world. Yeah, so it's beautiful work that you're doing there as Thank well. Thank you. Yeah. So the um, but we I wanted to talk about, and I've been I've been seeing this on your website, and I've heard, and I've seen some posts about it and things, and but the Red Tent Sisterhood, fascinating. <laughs> I'm like I know nothing about it other than I just I know what a red tent is in in a you know a different sense, a historical sense, but right. um, but what for people who don't know, what is the Red Tent Sisterhood? So yes, oh my gosh, this is one thing that is so near and dear to my heart. Um, and it and it kind of does stem from the book and the movie and 
Um, I did watch the mini series and I remember crying like a baby, just feeling like, oh, this is missing. What's what's in it? You know, what a woman needs, what a mother needs, what a young lady needs, what children need, what family need. And, um, you know, women coming together and not feeling like they're alone, Mm -hmm. not feeling like they're the only ones that life is attacking, that they have, you know, they have to have these big, big shoulders to get through life. And I thought, well, we need community. And so the red tent, we kind of adopted, or I kind of adopted it with a metaphysical, spiritual flair. And um, so basically it's women of all ages coming together under one roof for one night a month, usually around a, a new moon or a full moon. And we do a meditation together. We honor Um, a goddess of the evening we honor a crystal of the evening Um, we kind of you know adapt it to what's going on currently Um, we do some releasing we do some wishing everybody will usually ask an anonymous question and wisdom is welcome from anybody in the group Uh, usually there are quite a few psychic mediums that show up and will chime in on what they're seeing so they give a little quick you know, um, guidance there. And then uh, we wrap it up with prayers and prayers in circle is just amazing. I just feel like it's more powerful. And when women come together in a circle, it's, you know, we can move mountains, right? So we always, we always end the night in prayer. And then um, we meet again the following month. Hmm. So, so any, any women of any age can go? Women of any age, we, I've had teenagers, and I say we, because there's always a a group that tends to show up the same Mm -hmm. group. And so we all really hold space together. It's not mine. It's, it's for all of us. So, um, we, uh, do have, I would say most people tend to be, you know, twenties on up once in a while, I'll get a few, uh, younger ladies to come with their moms and um, and they really love it. So yeah, of all ages. Beautiful. Okay, so um, I can imagine the conversations that might happen there. You know, when you, when you all gather, because um, there's just some <laughs> some things that come up in in conversations among women that you just don't have anywhere else, right? And um, right. Yeah. So I know that um, it can be. You know, I'm going to be really blunt here, but you know, we we both know that a lot of times. Uh, women can be really horrible to each other. I mean, we, we yes. can be like really difficult, really tough on each other. And sometimes I think um, we do that because we we just know that we're we're all capable of, right? That we're that we're 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 actually much more powerful than sometimes we let ourselves be. And I think sometimes we um, we I don't know I, I don't understand sometimes why it happens between certain you know groups and things like that, but. Um, but where do you think some of the source of that is coming from when, when we don't support each other, when we, we're not able to somehow show up for each other? I, I, I believe uh, patience is, mm-hmm. is something that we need to have for each other. But yeah. I also do think that uh, many women have gotten to a point where it's there's a lot of rivalry or, mm-hmm. you know, I want to... I have to prove myself in some way. And, and sometimes when we get there, um, we're pushing others out of the way. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And we, I don't think we always know we're doing it because we're moving so quick that we forget to just stop and say, hold on a second. Is this really how I want to word this? So I think it's sometimes having patience with ourselves to maybe take a moment to, to think about how we want to say things. But, but I, I think we're just going so fast and trying to get through the day. And we're looking at, we're looking to get to the end of the day instead of, Hey, you know, stopping and noticing, maybe this person needs a little bit of a pick me up. Um, and, and I think by the time some women are really ready to ask for help, it's sometimes they're in a space where you don't know what to do (laughs) to help them because Mm -hmm. it's gone. It's gotten to a point where it's out of our, um, out of our, out of our league, out of our, beyond our capabilities or something at the moment, you know? Um, and so I think it's, it's important to, to try to just notice smile, patience, like, how are you is like, mean it, (laughs) you know, Uh, slow down just a little bit. Um, and I, I do find though, when women, uh, when their children tend to be adults, we have different worries, of course, with that, right? But um, we tend to slow down a little bit because all of a sudden we realize what's at stake and what we've missed along the way. Because now we're trying to hold on to time instead of letting it get to the end of the day. And I think that's when we have more patience. So it's almost like when I, I love the red tent because you'll have the different age groups of women and some of the, the more experienced elders <laughs> um, will kind of take some time to slow down some of the younger ones and let them really feel what they're saying, you know? And, and so if we can bridge it, that gap, bridge that gap just a little bit, it's so helpful. And then they can go home and maybe not worry, you know, the dishes will be there tomorrow. It's okay. You know, um, just have patience. And then their, their daughters might have more patience with their friends. It does trickle down a little bit. It does. It does. And, and we're both grandparents. So yes, <laughs> we, you know, it, it is very different, isn't it? Cause I, I mean, I remember when, when um, I was in my early twenties, when I first became a mom and it was just about getting through the day, making sure there's meal on the table and milk in the fridge and, oh my goodness. And, and that was the only thing was just, okay, they, are they still here? They brush their teeth, you know, <laughs> right. we're so frazzled. And so, but it is a totally different energy we, we can bring to being a, a grandparent, right? Um, right. I, I find them much more patient. I don't, I don't worry much, much more patient yeah. and, and it's judgment too. I think that yeah. is the biggest one. I find that, you know, society in general is very judgmental yes. and it, and it's not, and it's not always what we think. It's not always about, you know, how somebody looks and what they're clothing, but you know, you, you put your child in school and, and testing begins. Well, tests are, yes, they're supposed to be right. But then the teachers, oh, this one got an A or this. So it starts at such a young age and yeah. the judgment. So I think women just get judgmental. Yeah. <laughs> Not all, yeah. obviously, but there are different things that happen throughout life. And I found it was honestly the hardest thing to change in my life was judgment. Mm-hmm. because you don't realize you're doing it you just yeah. don't realize and so I think that is a 
big, big deal because we look for it to be, um, to give us merit, right? So we judge others because if somebody else is better or whatever the case may be, then that gives us merit, but, but we're really enough as we are. It doesn't matter. You know, exactly. that's why I think women aren't good at supporting each other always. Anyway. Right. Yeah, that's good. And as long as we're aware that we're, you know, once we realize that like, well, you know, that's probably less supportive than it should have been, or it can come across the right way or being able to apologize when that happens is um, a huge, huge way to support each other as well. It's like, you know what? I think I crossed a boundary there that I didn't realize I did at the time, but um, mm-hmm. this is what happened. Yeah. So and checking that, in, right. Checking yeah. in when, when the moments happen, I would agree. And it's okay. When, when you show that compassion, other women are like, oh, thank you. Yeah. They're not going to be mad at you for apologizing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, it, yeah. and you're right too, and about, about being gentle with, with yourself as well as, you know, recognizing mm-hmm. we're all human. Um, as much as we, you know, as much as we all carry on our plate every single day, um, you know, things fall through the cracks. So they do so much you can do and we're busy moms and we're busy women and business owners and sometimes we just you know yell something out because we got to get it out so we don't forget it and it may not come out as compassionate (laughs) as we want (laughs) so I (laughs) those are the times we got to cut ourselves some slack (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I completely agree yes yeah um, so it's so wonderful that you have this community in this area. Um, and I, and I know just, um, because when COVID happened, um, I have a, a, a spiritual group that I, w- I would join in person. That was a support system for, for anybody. Um, but then I ended up taking it up online so that people from across the country and actually from around the world were able to join us. And because, uh-huh. and they were so thankful because there wasn't a support system in the area for things to talk about the subjects we would talk about. So what can, what kind of advice can you offer to people who may not have, who, who really could use a sisterhood around them? They don't feel like they have that type of support um, and they don't have a, a group like yours. What can they do um, to search that type of support out? To search that type. Yes. Well, I know there are, there is a red tent movement um, online and all the groups are very different. Ours has a spiritual flair. Others are, are very, very different. So you certainly could reach out uh, to the movement and see if there's something in your area. There may be. But I also encourage women, you all have a group of friends or possibly coworkers, and everybody loves to sit around a fire or, you know, whatever, you know, make it light, have have you know a few people over you could even adopt some of the things that we do you know it's it's about talking about the moon and talking about what's going on with astrology and doing some release work um and i we did have one online for a while during covid we're back in person i would love to get an online one going however uh our community seems to be they want in person. So uh, that's what I'm offering. But I, I could I could do that. I, I haven't really thought of expanding it further. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think there's any reason somebody can't start their own, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. I think the more the better. I, I think that you don't have to be a psychic to do it. You don't have to be a medium. You don't have to you don't have to be any title or label to support another another group of women. And I, and I do think 
that um, if you, I believe, I want to say even maybe searching on Facebook or social media, you're going to find groups. Yeah. Um, and, and, but start one, honestly, I've had people ask me, they said, can you help me start one in other areas? you know, because it's too far to travel to you guys. And it's just, yeah, sure. I believe it's for everybody. Now, how does, I mean, obviously coming to your, to your group once a month is for, for probably many of them or probably all of them, it's a form of self-care for the people who yes. attend it. And someone might be searching for a group like this. In the meantime, what can you offer as suggestions about self-care and, and if they're struggling with something and they feel like the lack of support from a sisterhood around them, um, what can you offer as suggestions until they can find someone to help support them through that? Okay. So the, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, start changing your language. And we were talking about this. We had a red tent last night. So um, this came up and it was very interesting because what I was hearing out of a lot of women's, mouths were, oh, I feel bad about that, or I feel bad about this. And we were talking about, well, feeling bad is going to make you feel bad. And it really isn't solving anything. So sometimes it's the language that we use. So try focusing on positive things. We were, so, you know, another way to say that might be, I'm very empathetic to that situation, um, but I'm going to do better. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Right, and um, and choose choose words that make you feel good. Another thing, this is kind of interesting. I believe in a theme song, <laughs> and <laughs> I have on my uh, my playlist a whole group of songs. So whenever I'm not feeling wonderful, you know, on it, they're not my favorite songs. They're just the ones that you know when when they play them at a wedding, everybody has to dance, right? <laughs> but it's yeah. it's a theme song. Have ha, give yourself some tools for those moments. Think about what you like. And the other thing that I love too is I I um I often find people you know, oh, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And it's this list of, of things that just are not positive. And, you know, kind of look at your list and get rid of it because most of that stuff came from other people telling you what you were mm-hmm. and, and kind of just remember who you are, write down who you are, you know, and I always use this quick little example, but um, I remember in fourth grade, fourth grade, I remember this that my teacher was like, oh, you have the best handwriting. So all of a sudden, I was the girl with the best handwriting. Mm -hmm. And I had, and it would take me forever to write something because 
you know, I had to write it so neatly. I don't want to be that girl. I want to write messy and get it over with. Right. So, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just an example. So, you know, meditate, um, bring some spirituality into your life, have a corner in your room that is filled with all the pretty things or the, whatever you love. It doesn't have to match, right? Um, open up to some friends, see if they want to come over and just do, you know, uh, a releasing ceremony with you. Um, put on your theme song, uh, just create little corners and niches that make you feel good and use them. It's important to use them. No one thinks you're weird. (laughs) Especially us. Especially us. Especially us. Well, going back to the the handwriting thing, because that, in a a sense, uh, yeah, of course, you probably felt really good. She's like, oh, she loves my handwriting. It's beautiful, right? Um, You probably felt really proud with that. And that was wonderful. Uh, But there's also, a lot of times I find for women, when we're told we're doing we do well at something that there's almost a people people pleaser element to it that says yes. they're, they're getting joy from something I'm doing so I'm going to continue doing it even if I don't want to do it because it brings them joy or they they found some value and they found value in it um mm-hmm. and so I love that you <laughs> you said I don't want to be that person <laughs> no <laughs> and I, and I don't now yeah. I write messy. And when I, when I do my readings and things and I write on a piece of paper, I start on the right side and then I go to the left side. I, I write all over the place. It's like, it's, it's just me taking my power back. I love it. Yeah. Like, no one's going to tell Chrissy what to do. That's right. That's right. And I know. And then one other thing, I'm just going to mention this quick, because this sure. is another example I use that I love and people can generally relate to this one. Our kids love us, right? And all they want to do is be loved and the people around us, all they want to do is be loved so adapt this to however you however you need to but I always I remember you know when your kids were in school and you had to make cupcakes for their birthday and you'd go in and there was these cupcakes that were like you know these huge things these creations from these mothers that were wonderful and so you felt like you had to do that right yeah. and I thought I thought you know what my kids don't care so I'd stop at the bakery and grab cupcakes and, the, and they were just glad they got cupcakes. They all tasted just as good. And, and it was more important in those moments for me to have those extra two hours with them when they were little. And so whether it's with your kids or with your husband and because you're bringing cupcakes to work or whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. But it was more important to have that time with my family or that time for me than to show off something I didn't really, that was going to, I was going to have to make a sacrifice for yeah. and, and no, and they tasted just as good. Right. Yeah. So even if you don't have children, we tend to do that a lot in life, we do. you know, but what is it, what is it, what are we sacrificing to do it? So, you know, only if it fits in, only if you enjoy making them, <laughs> if you don't, yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. And that's, it took me a while to figure that out too. It's like, I always felt guilty. It's like, I'm going to go to the bake. I have to bring something to the bakery for school and I don't have time because I was working two jobs and like, I, I felt guilty. So I ended up getting something from, you know, the grocery store. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And but your nowadays, kids were fine. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they lived through it. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they probably don't even remember that I, you know, that there was even a bake sale at this point. I'm probably the only one who remembers in the family. The other thing too is, this came up recently in a, in a discussion group that I was a part of that, and a lot of people, just because of the nature of the work that, you know, I'm sure it's a similar thing with you, the nature of the work that we do, there was a um, 
people in diff- at different levels of coming into becoming a practicing intuitive. And, and um, most of the time people were coming up in their family of origins were a little more, um, I want to say, well, religious, religious, we'll just say we're really religious, where this may not have been, been all that accepted or, or that people just didn't follow those types of things. They went towards more logical paths and things like that in the family. And so a few of the people in this group were struggling with how do I get them to accept me the way I am and what I want to do with my life? And um, so, and similar thing, I, I get, we're sort of on the same vein. We've sort of addressed that a wee bit. But what advice would you offer to someone who is taking a path that is very different from the expected path of their family or the people around them? Um, And how can they find more peace in that? So I don't believe that it's our, our part of our calling, we'll call it, or whatever we're experiencing at the moment. I don't believe it's part of our job to make everybody understand it and be comfortable with it all the time. I think that it's, it's a very personal journey. Mm -hmm. I think that for me, what I tended to do was if a family member was struggling with it, it, I didn't change who I was. I just, we just talked about other things, but also I didn't go, oh, spirit is telling me this or spirit is telling me that in front of them, you know, even if spirit was, I, or if, even if I was getting a connection with a guide or something at that time, I, you know, I just spoke to them as I would anybody else um, and maybe left out a few of those things just until they were comfortable. But I think over, over time, most of my family that didn't understand it now seeks it. And so I do believe that most people uh, will soften up to it eventually. And I know not all, you know what, in our mind, we just have to be okay with the fact that we are healing ourselves and others, and we're doing work that we're called to do. And it's not always the easy path. Yeah. But if we stay in, in our truth and we're doing it for what you would call the right reasons, eventually it will sort itself out. But, you know, but it is also one of those things as a, as a psychic and a medium, just because we can, doesn't mean we should. Exactly. So, right. You know, I don't go in, right. I don't go in your medicine cabinet in your bathroom, so I shouldn't go in your head or in your, (laughs) (laughs) right. So I feel like part of it is boundaries, know what your boundaries are. And and this is going to be relevant everywhere you go. It's not going to just be with your family. Right. Uh, It is nice to have the support of family for Mm -hmm. sure. But if we don't, if we don't, we have the support of other people that are also in the, I guess, in the business or in the, in the work, you know, share the same work that we do. Um, so I don't think it's our job to make everybody comfortable with what we're doing. We're, it's just, we need to be comfortable when we're with them. Exactly. And also recognizing the boundaries. Like, for example, I, there's places I wouldn't take my tarot cards out and start doing readings. <laughs> it, just, it just wouldn't. It just wouldn't be appropriate. Just as if a doctor wouldn't show up and start diagnosing people 
Um, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. Yeah. So that's, you know, creating healthy boundaries with that. And also, I mean, I know there was times too, when um, I kind of read the crowd a little bit and people would ask me what, what I do for work. And I'd be like, oh, I'm a counselor. <laughs> and, yes. and it's not that I'm hiding. <laughs> I'm really not. It's just that it doesn't, it doesn't need to go any further than that because it just didn't seem to be appropriate to bring it up. And because it would open up a whole whole conversation that didn't need to happen there. So right. you know, things like and, that. It's yeah. It's not a it's denial for anything. Yeah. It right. And it's the same for everything. I used to work for the phone company years ago. Okay. I said it out loud, right? And so, <laughs> but even then when I worked for the phone company, I wasn't going to always tell people because, oh, let me ask you about my phone bill. Or oh, the phone company. I hate the phone company or whatever it was, right? It's yeah. the same thing. Don't don't think of it as you're hiding. It's right. it's just you got to know your audience. What are the boundaries? And how do you want the night to go? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The the people, you would be surprised. The family, there may be some that are, you just know, that work is not for me. I don't like what you do. But then, you know, you're going to have some family members that kind of sneak around the back door and they're going to be like, so... I kind of support you or, you know, and, and that's okay. But just think too, right. We're not always supportive of everybody's choice in college and what they want to be. It's the same with this. It just, because there's a religious side to it or a spiritual side to it, we do take it more personally. Yeah. And I I think that's why it's harder. Yeah. Cause it does take a lot of, you know, for some of us to, you know, to put that out there too. So we courage. Can, yeah. A lot of courage, <laughs> a lot. It took years for me. Um, me, me too. Also, <laughs> we're on the same page. Yes. Um, I think too, sometimes when people kind of, uh, at least that, this is what I intuitively sensed around some people who challenged me on, on the work that I do. And this will go for anybody, not just people who do this type of work that, that Chrissy and I do, but for anybody who might challenge you and your choices or your beliefs, um, I, underneath, I felt the sense of the fear underneath it all that what what we may be following or what we believe to be true is actually they're kind of sensing it's true too, but it would go it would sort of require a dismantling of their belief system in some way, and that's scary for some people. Oh yes, that is a very valid point. So true. Yes, very true. Yeah. So it's always good to kind of say that they may not be against you. They may be against what they fear they have to go through in order to really understand what life, the world is really like um, and letting go of their beliefs. So, um, so yeah, I take it as it comes. I'm sure that you do the same. <laughs> it's gonna take it as it comes. Absolutely. It's the only thing you yeah. can do. That's a good point. It's the only thing you can do, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I found too, and I don't know if the same case with you too, but um I found that there's more people supportive of what I work that of this type of work in general than I thought there would be. And there's people you wouldn't think that would support you and they do and then vice versa. So um, did, have you found the same thing? Oh gosh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Kind of shocked by some of it for sure. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. You know, yeah. and I have some that I don't want to do it and, but I have a friend who will like it. And so it, it's just their comfort level, but they support it, but not for them. And so I found yeah. that too, which is, yes, which but is you're great. very yeah. true. You know, I've had people, in, interesting, interesting people come up and, you know, they have this day job and they're wearing their suit and I'm not judging, I'm just saying, right? Yeah. Um, and they have this this whole persona about them that you would think never in a million years 
but yet they're hanging on every word. And I, and I, and I love it and I love it, but I will tell you, I find that a lot of successful people actually end up being very spiritual and they follow their intuition, which is maybe their, their God-given intuition that we all have. Right. And I feel like when they follow it, they kind of actually, it guides them to the place where they do feel successful. So maybe there, maybe that's just, maybe there's some fear in that too. I don't know. Could be. It's just um, what looks like luck is actually their intuition a lot of times. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation. I will have, I'd love to have you on here anytime talking about any subject. <laughs> we could talk for hours. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I'd be yeah. happy to. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Chrissy. So if anybody would like to check out Chrissy's website, you can go to her website at chrissymasterson.com or nh as in New Hampshire medium.com and you can learn about her classes and her sessions and her red tent sisterhood um, gathering if you're in the new england area um, i highly recommend her she's lovely and, and and especially if you've got some young people who are um and trying to embrace their gifts in a, in a very um, healthy and helpful way she's a wonderful teacher with that as well so thank, thank you. you so much for joining me today chrissy you're very welcome i i'm very grateful to be here thank you laura you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying the program, please consider leaving a review so that others may find it and benefit as well. Also, you can stay informed about upcoming podcasts by following me on social media. I am Intuitive Laura on Instagram and TikTok, or you can simply go to my website and sign up for my email newsletter at lauraworcester.com. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.